Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies podcast. I am your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Daniel Bloodworth. Hello. Ben Moore. Hello. And Michael Damiani. Majin <laughs> Do you all like Dragon Ball references? That was one. That's the place Easy Allies is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're there. We're there right now. We're at different levels of Dragon Ball knowledge and uh, episode length. Mm-hmm. We've not episode length. We've gotten through episodes, episode depth. Damiani has he's the shallowest into Dragon Ball. You've seen almost I don't nothing. Know if that's true. Why do you I don't think, think that? Because he's only he's only seen Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball. I've not yeah. watched any Dragon Ball. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> Kyle Bossman! Oh, no! Oh, is that a correction? <laughs> That's a problem. That's an issue. Uh, let's play, and for that reason, this one comes to us from Jonas Erickson. Good evening, Easy Allies. I present my game idea. You were mercilessly bullied during middle school and high school. Now that you're a successful city planner, you have to use the city resources to torment your former bullies to the best of your abilities while maintaining reasonable deniability. I call this game coincidental planning. So, who's in? Um, One of the main streets near my house where, like, we go to, like, go out to eat and, uh, yeah, mostly to go out to eat. It's it's been through this like ringer of like construction projects of like, okay, we're gonna put bike lanes here. It's like, oh wait, no, that made traffic completely unbearable. Let's change it back. And so there's like all this like weird half done stuff all over the road and everything. And it's just been an, a complete nightmare for everyone and like businesses had to put up signs like, We're still open during construction and all this stuff. And so uh I think it can be very effective, and for that reason, I'm in. Ooh, Ben Moore. I think it's a promising idea, uh, but what you're selling me is emotion, and I need to know before I invest what kind of emotion I'm going to be getting. So whatever city planning I do to torment those who tormented me, how do I get to relish in that torment? What is, do, I, how do, do I get to see them? Do I get to see their reactions? Or do I just kind of have to guess how it's going on the sideline? I need I need more of a through line yeah. on how satisfying that's going to be. Right, right. And, and until you give me that, I'm out. Oh, I was prepared to give that to you, Ben. Oh, well, okay. So tentatively back in. Yes, <laughs> tentatively back in. So the way the game works, Ben, is because revenge is your only reward. Yes. Yeah, obviously we go into it. Yes. And there is a numerical value to your revenge. Right. And so you can watch it. You can... You can uh, you can put on a disguise and watch the pain of your former bully. And so you can like go about that day walking next to that person to see how miserable they are. I envisioned being in an office and you're just kind of like watching on some sort of weird video camera. Mm-hmm. And then like an assistant comes in and you just click it off and you're like, yeah, okay. Meeting time? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm back in. Okay. If, that, if that has all been thought through, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, in. Yeah. That's I'm part very, of the, I'm very in. Part of the design documents. Michael Damiani. I I am intrigued. I'm intrigued by the concept of being a city planner, mm-hmm. and that is how you are going to get exact revenge on these childhood or middle school bullies. Yes. Well, a little interesting. Like I I I, I guess I'm a little hesitant because 
I don't know why you'd want to. If you were a big city planner, I don't, I don't want to deal with the, these childhood bullies. What did he do? I don't really. I don't really care about them. I'm someone important now. Like I need to be convinced that they're still troublemakers. Like they need to be. I need to be convinced that they're still running amok. They're not and bullying people, but they're they could be people good now. people now. They, they learned their lesson. They are good people. So now, you yes. are going to become the bully possibly by bullying them by making their lives hell. That's. I I I think. It was a good knee-jerk idea here, but it needs a little bit more planning, and for that reason, I'm out. See, I envision the whole point is that you're just you're just an awful person. Like it's a game. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not trying to necessarily relate to this person or think that they're right. You know, they you know barely remember you. These people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let us begin corrections, Jones. Wherever you are, please begin corrections music. Uh, ooh, we had some theories about why Amazon. On Amazon, the top-selling games on the video games list are always gift cards. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of A lot comments. of interesting theories. Uh, these are the leading theories, that people in foreign countries can buy U.S. cards and then have U.S. accounts and buy U.S. games, and they can just do that all of that through the cards. That's my, that's what I think is probably the reason why. Hmm. I think it's all people outside of the U.S. buying these cards. I don't Damiani think the biggest reason. is giving us a very skeptical face. Yeah. Okay. Just, I mean, like, maybe... Just going off by people used to say that that's why in like an import game did well like charted on like weekly Famitsu for a month because oh because everyone imported it from the U.S. like they had to go buy PSN cards from Everybody like Everybody said that Damiani. Oh, yeah. They okay. were like game, yeah Game Facts a reputable source right there. Let me Kyle. throw some other ideas by you then uh, that uh, if you get your credit card stolen it's an easy thing to buy with it because uh, then you have those and then if actually, you get caught you're like yeah. well whatever I got all these gift cards. Yeah, in-game purchases. That's like one of the number one things people do when they right. get your credit card information. Uh, finally, uh, oh, some people simply not wanting to give Sony their credit card info. Hmm. Yeah, which I think is a good one. Yeah. Is there some kind of penalty if you uh, your credit card gets canceled or your credit card is no longer active and tries to bill you for something no. like that? It just no. it notifies. Sorry, you. some like online yeah. games like you get like banned or something, or if your credit Whoa. card like goes defunct and they try and charge you and they issue a chargeback or something like that. Yeah, we do that with Patreon. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, we penalize anyone. Yeah, I, I read those comments all the time on the exit, like, review, interview stuff. I'm yeah, like, yeah. who cares? Chargebacks. Deal with it. Chargebacks are rare. Is what? I, that's a joke. We do not I do know. that on Patreon. Most. What game? What game charges you if your credit card expires? Uh, is it Final Fantasy XIV? Yes. Okay. What he's talking about, that's why. Moving on. Uh, Dark Souls Remastered is not being developed by From. It is developed by a Polish studio named QLOC, and huh. an unnamed Chinese studio is making the Switch version. Still don't know what that what that studio is making the Switch version. Gotta wait for those credits. <laughs> we won't know until the credits. Yeah. That until makes me really curious what's going to be broken then. Nothing will be broken. It'll be fine. Uh, oh, I said the first time they did the Smash Wii U Invitational that they had random characters because I remember them drawing names. They actually just drew the order. So basically they drafted which character they could be and there could not be two dupes. Gotcha. Mm. Yep. Mm. And that's how that one worked. And maybe that'll be how the new one works uh, this E3. Uh, at E3, the Xbox booth is going to be in a whole different hall this year. So if there's the Sony and Nintendo booths. Those are going to be where they normally are. Yep. But Xbox is just in a whole other hall, the whole other side of the convention center this year. They're back in South? Yes. Okay. It's South and West, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're not going to have that classic 
PlayStation on one side, blue and green. That was only for the past couple of years, though. I it's like classic, though. It's classic. You know? No, it's great. It was a great. Face off. Yeah. Because Ben, I said like, uh, I'm sure we'll still have that, and that's why the correction popped up. Aren't they like, taking no, the big apart. space that EA had? Are it's they not right a big space. No, it's a small space. Huh. It really I thought they were doing space. most of their stuff off like nearby, like. Because Microsoft was in South Center. last year. They were in South yeah. last year, weren't they? Yeah. This is confusing because the car was there. Yeah, you're right. They're, they were there last year. Wait, year. so yes. they're in the same that wall was that, that hallway was not there last year. No, I guess it wasn't. Which means that. Life is now blending together. Yeah, dude. That's a false memory. <laughs> yeah, that is a false memory. Berenstein Bears. Yeah. Berenstein Bears. We've exactly. the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> Stainverse. Okay. Uh, Bethesda started their E3 press conference with their with children explaining what their parents do. That's actually right. how that thing started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. And finally, Crystal Tools was the engine for the first, or for the three Final Fantasy 13 games. Kingdom Hearts 3 started off on Luminous Engine. Uh, but oh, switched to Unreal 4 in 2014 because Luminous Engine wasn't going to be finished until 2016. And so they have this decision to make. They're like, do you wait until 2016 for this engine to f- be finished or do you switch now? They chose to go to Unreal 4 at that time. Uh, Luminous Productions, the new studio that was just announced last year, last week, excuse me, will keep making software on the Luminous Engine. They're going to f- move forward with that. That is Final Fantasy 15's engine, by the way. And uh, Agni's philosophy was actually running on Luminous Engine, so that is probably not the team that is working on Final Fantasy 16. End corrections, music, please. <laughs> what, Damiani? Wait, what? Uh, some it, of the, Agni's philosophy is not a game. It's though. not. Yeah. Uh, oh, but, so last week I was team, like, but some of the members who worked on Agni's philosophy that project are yeah. not with Square Enix anymore. They're Hold gone. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was. I know that's a team because yeah. basically we're talking about the possibility of sixteen and who was working on it, and I was like, well, there was Agni's philosophy, so maybe There's that team's working on it. Like, no, no they're not. No one's working on Final oh, Fantasy yeah. sixteen right now. Nobody's working on Final Fantasy sixteen DLC right now. DLC is still going through this year. Yeah. All the so Tabata's team is working on Luminous Studio stuff, which yes. so far has not been said to be Final Fantasy stuff. Yeah, it's a new IP, new new IP. Yeah, Katase and Toriyama and the other like people who usually work Final Fantasy are tied up in Seven Remake. They they're not going to be working on Sixteen with that going on. They don't have anyone to be really working on it right now. Like you're not hearing about Sixteen for a while, Kyle. You got Kmart three this year. You'll hear more about Seven Remake after, in like yeah. probably in twenty nineteen. Yeah, you're not hearing about sixteen for a while. Just buckle up. <laughs> we got a lot more ports that you know. But somebody's working on games. sixteen right now. There's probably some like people like doing whatever the the the, the first steps of like what we should. They're probably look, evaluating what they did in fifteen. Amano's making some paintings right now. <laughs> okay, yeah, the, yeah. the drawing. Yes, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. logo <laughs> is being made yes. right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's something being done. The two on different logos. The yes. one when you beat the game and it changes for you. It I am the real curious logo. if they'll do like a hard reversal like they did with nine, because this one was so like fantasy based in reality. Like if they'll go hardcore the other direction. Good question, Bloodworth. We didn't even talk about what sixteen would be like. Yeah, uh, I don't think they can go back to something like nine and make it millions of dollars anymore. I think I think it's time. We go back to ten two, another J pop crew. <laughs> I think it worked. It's time. It's time. The it's market's time. ready. The market is the, the world is ready. I mean, ready. I, I don't see why they couldn't. I mean, they could. If they made something that you know looked like Nino Kuni and had like all the Final Fantasy trimmings, like yeah, I think that could work. It would not sell millions though. Why? They gotta sell. They gotta sell ten million blood. Sure. Baby stuff doesn't sell ten million. No, I don't. I mean, I don't think it needs to be like baby stuff. But I'm just saying like. <laughs> Like a more animated look, more fantastical well, look. 
it's probably going to have a character creator in it. That is a good bet. Will Final Fantasy 16 have a character oh, yeah. creator? It yeah. rolled for sure. I, I think that is a good bet. I'll take the bet. Hmm. Okay. I'll take it. That, that, that 16 will not have a character creator. I'll take right. that bet. Uh, so if it does have a character creator, you get to make my Final Fantasy 16 character. Yeah. <laughs> that oh, will destroy you. Yeah. You yeah. see that now. Yeah. now. But when yeah. we get to that point, you're going to yeah, be like, real sorry. Bet. We're going to be like old men. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be like in like Inception. Do you remember that bet? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, but... If it does not have a character creator, mm-hmm. mm. uh, you must do something with that with the main character of the game. You have to. Um, I'll make you like I'll make you a full size uh, printout of that character, and that full size printout of that character must be on your bedroom wall for a year. For a year. Yes. <laughs> I had uh, no idea where that was going. Yeah. Your bedroom wall. You're potentially ruining Final Fantasy 16 for me. I gotta keep the stakes equal. And he had Huber wear a shirt for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Both times. <laughs> I don't know how we prove this. How we prove it? What do you mean? It'll happen in like two years. No, I mean. No, hey, oh, if like, Damiani has a thing on his wall. Yeah, like, was, was you Snapchat? When you stream, yeah, it must be bedroom every day. Nightly Snapchat. <laughs> it must be every year. Oh my god. Okay, Damiani has accepted the terms. So, oh, okay. what we like to do uh, every quarter on this show is this is it's one of my favorites that we do. We only do four of these a year. Uh, we'd like to do a rundown of all the upcoming games, talk about the release dates, co- talk about what's coming up. But I just realized we have some spicy news I should at least address before we get to that because on this evening. Uh, we saw some rumors about PlayStation 5 already published on a website called Semi-Accurate. Uh, <laughs> it costs $1,000 to read that article. Uh, 100 if you're a student. I was just thinking about that. Like, if one person buys it, you're set. Yeah. You're like, you're having a good... One person bought my $1,000 article, I'm having a good night. Um, so we won't get into it too much. I did not spend $1,000 to look at that article. Uh, basically, the juiciest thing... Uh, coming out of that is that dev kits are out there for the PS5 so many that the author of this article even suspected that the PS5 could come out this year I think that's nonsense I don't even want to get into it uh, the uh, GPU CPU makes sense as in, like there's nothing crazy about them they look like the next step so yeah uh, rumors have begun just two weeks ago on this podcast we talked about it most likely coming out in 2019 I still feel confident about that yeah. uh, based off these rumors so yeah there it is we talked about it but I don't want to dig too much into that particular article. I do want to dig into the games of April. Um, April? Yeah, man. That's where we're starting. Yeah. Oh, okay. What's wrong? Oh, I thought it was you, you thought you meant larger than April. April. Yeah. It's yeah. April right now. Yeah, yeah. We start with April. It's April right now. <laughs> uh, and basically what we do is, yeah, we'll go down in chronological order. Uh, the games that are coming out in April, May, and June. Okay. The panel will give us their toaster strudels and pop tarts pop tarts obviously being the games that they're interested in the games they think that maybe you should be interested in toaster strudels are the games that are just no good <laughs> you should probably keep away from them maybe just uh, think about it pump the brakes on these games okay. for looking at this list it, yeah toaster strudel just filled with doubt just 
just doubt that I'm like the icing on that toaster strudel. I'm sorry, you saw multiple toaster strudels? On no, 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 I saw one. Oh, okay. And I'm not saying that it's going to be bad or that right. people shouldn't pay attention. It's that here's reason for skepticism. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The frosting could go wrong. Right. Yes. Okay. So on April 17th, big release, Yakuza 6, Song of Life, The Song of Life, is releasing on the PlayStation 4 console. Got a pretty good review on Easy Allies. What did it get on Easy Allies? I actually don't remember the score off the top of my head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 8.5, I think. Correction okay. Next All right. Week. <laughs> that was Huber, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Didn't watch the review for spoiler reasons. Yeah. So Ben, you're you're playing this game. Yeah. Uh, I need to I need to finish off four and get through five, but then yes, oh, I, will, wow. I will get to six eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, um, it's cool to see Yakuza back. It's cool. To, I don't even not back. It's cool to see a, a surge of Yakuza in the U.S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to see how this does. Kiwami two, not far off. Yeah. I mean, this is a bigger deal than Kiwami two. Yeah. This is it, basically. This is the end of that main character's story. Kiryu. Yes. Yes. K-I-R-Y-U. Cosmo Kiryu, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Damiani, do you think this game will perform well? Yes. You do? I do. Why? Uh, I think, I mean, our review was spoke very highly of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it, everything you said, I feel like its trajectory right now is what Fire Emblem like, experienced like a year or two ago when Nintendo started to get behind. Fire Emblem used to have the same fate, where it's like, series is mostly just coming out in japan we might get one every few years of one of the random ones it's like that's real nice you know can we get some more of the you're games talking post game boy advance even is what you're, oh what yeah you're okay oh for sure and then all of a sudden they're like started with like basically with like shadow dragon on ds is like whoa we're getting that one and they just started happening it was like whoa we're getting like all the fire Emblems. it's no longer you can't joke anymore it's like oh it's only coming out in japan mm-hmm for the longest time, like, I really haven't played much Yakuza. I am not really the biggest fan of it. But I remember its history and its early, like, the first few games. is like, something that came out at a time when, like, a lot of other big, like, open-world games were kind of, like, grabbing the attention from it. Even though they're not exactly the same games. They're, like It wasn't Grand Theft Auto. What? It wasn't Grand Theft Auto, and they hired... Oh, yeah, yeah, that's why. Like, yeah, I think people have misinformation, launch, yeah. misconceptions yeah. about it yeah. unfairly, yes. and just lumped it in like it's, it's a Japanese Grand Theft Auto, which it's... It, no. Mm-hmm. And people just, like, didn't give it the time or day, and Sega was just like, all right, well, it still does well in Japan. We'll just keep doing it in Japan. And I think, you know, fans and consumers were just, like, demanding it enough. Like, can you just give us another chance, please? Like... Bring it out, like maybe you didn't do, like maybe you didn't market it as well, Sega. Like do something different with it. Whatever they did, they brought it back, and now it's like, yeah, we got six, we got Kwame, got Kwame two coming out. Well, I think it's, one you- of the smart things that they did was uh, based on the fan feedback, is they opted not to do full localized voiceover. They yes. stuck with the original Japanese, which like cuts the cost way down. Yeah, and is actually appreciated by m- most of those fans. Mm-hmm. Well, there there have been like a series of roadblocks. You talk about the mishandling of the the localization of Yakuza yeah. One, uh, but then with Yakuza Three, I mean, amongst the fan base, there was a lot of controversy over how much stuff they cut. Yeah, and they're like, oh, oh hey, yeah. Uh, yeah. this this is going to this stuff is too Japanese, and so we just removed it. And the the people who were playing these games, and it was a much smaller audience at that time, was like, no. No, like, think about the audience that you're targeting here. We're playing these games. We we want that stuff. Even if you don't think we understand it, we want that stuff. And since then, over a period of time, Yakuza has been a lot better handled. Uh, and that, that sort of thing uh, isn't happening anymore. But really, it was zero. Like, zero 
blew up it yeah. felt like it just just from my perspective it felt like people were getting into it a lot of people it was their first yakuza game uh the reviews the the reception the time it came out like all of that kind of lined up and so i think there's just a lot of momentum behind yakuza and i hope that that carries over into yakuza 6 i wonder though cuz i get this all the time is Will this do substantially worse because there are so many people that are like, oh, man, I played and really like zero, but I haven't played one through five. Yeah, I think I that's know. the thing that I wonder about, too. Zero is an easier entry point, And then suddenly right. there's oh. six. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Oh, that's, that's, okay. that's, yeah. that's an intimidating jump. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I know. Yeah. Like I've definitely seen people that are like, I, I'll buy Yakuza 6, but I might not play it until Kiwami 2 comes out because they don't want to go back to PS2. Right. Like, they just at least want to play, like, PS3, PS4. So, like, they'll be going to Kiwami 2, and then they'll go back to Yakuza 3 through 5. Don't do yeah. it. Just skip. Just skip. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel yeah. Yeah. I don't feel left out going to Fast and Furious movies at, like, the 8th or ninth <laughs> entry, you know? Yeah, they jump yeah. all over the place anyway. Yeah, who cares? Just, just, just get that game. I think the thing that should also be mentioned is there, in, in the Yakuza games, there are these reminisce sections where... You you let's say you you get Yakuza you can you can see a, a summary of all of the stories yeah that's really that good point. it's all so. there April twentieth God of War mm. yeah twenty eighteen yeah. comes out on the PlayStation Four another game Huber's already playing yes yeah. <laughs> this this was a little bit weird to pick as a pop tart because I've already played like three hours of it and mm-hmm. so that that just didn't seem right it also seems like a pop tart is. Something that is flying under the radar, and I'm not sure God of War would technically qualify for flying under the radar, but man, did that preview really fill me with confidence. Yeah, you know what? I might say that thing is a cinnamon bun. Yeah. From, from Cinnabon. Right. Sorry? Yeah, it's Cinnabon. Oh, it's a Cinnabon, Cinnabon. Cinnabon. It's a Cinnabon bun okay, from right. Cinnabon. Oh, yeah. You just got a war game. It's yeah. confirmed. Okay. Can yeah. we get them to uh, one of these three companies to sponsor this segment? Cinnabon? <laughs> sponsor. Right. Cinnabon. Cinnabon. Come on. <laughs> we yeah. just get sponsored by Toaster Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and we keep the rules the same. We keep the rules. <laughs> yeah. They're cool with it. Uh,. Yeah, Ben, I do get that impression. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad the that preview happened mm-hmm. because it kind of like I think eased some rising uh, disease, uh, disease. Uh, <laughs> what am I? Yeah. Um, no, I think I feel like everybody was getting nervous about yeah, God of okay. War. We yeah, hadn't yeah, seen yeah, it yeah. in a long time. They don't show that much gameplay too much, and so I think that a lot of people are getting nervous. And I feel like that preview event. Everybody came out feeling pretty good about it, mm-hmm. and I feel like nobody worries about it at this point. Yeah, they're also really hardcore about keeping this thing under wraps, which is cool. Like we're going yeah. through extra steps with, it. yeah, with the copies and stuff. So it's just like, okay, <laughs> like, you know, watch out for the spoilers because they're probably going to be big. Whoever decides to start leaking crap, mm-hmm. um, I've definitely seen some sentiment, uh, and I've seen it be even stronger after the previews where people don't like the tonal change where they're like, hey, you know, there aren't that many video games where you can just be a jerk and kill guys and have fun and have it kind of be like completely ridiculous, sensational violence and have it not be more than that. You know, the people frustrated by this more sort of fatherly, serious approach and kind of the move away, like the, the frustration that you can't jump, just kind of taking the combat system and, and completely reworking it. Um, and I, I, you know, I understand that. Uh, I also remember right after Resident Evil 4 came out, uh, there were people who'd be like, man, I've been with the Resident Evil series for so long, and this just, 
this just doesn't feel right, but I still think that that was the right decision. You know, I think anytime you have a major shift, you're going to piss people off. And not necessarily that those people are wrong, but uh, I personally would much rather see them do something new and big and bold like this rather than just... Like, I just I just recently played through God of War Ascension, and it, it, it was... There were so many moments in that game where you were doing something crazy and it felt incredibly boring because it was like God of War paint by numbers. Sure. And I just don't want that again. Yeah. Like I would rather have him piss people off and go in a new direction and have it be surprising rather than release something safe that no one talks about. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. April 20th is also the date where Nintendo Labo comes out. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> Blood, you're excited. Uh, previously, we didn't talk about Nintendo Labo too much on this podcast. I don't want to talk about it too much right now because while it is in the gaming space, it is Nintendo. It's it's like that's a that's an educational toy, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy that they're trying this out. I'm, yeah. I'll be happy for people who like get enjoyment out of it, trying to do creative things with it. Um, I actually picked this as my strudel. Oh, well, now we have to talk about it. I'll just be brief. Okay. Like, it, it, it's, 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 it, it's totally a me thing. I think it will be successful, actually. I think it will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see... They really, they've done an okay job, I think, of selling the software. Like, I think the key to all of this is the software you can run on it when you do your creative, like, cardboard constructions, arts and crafts part of it. They showed off the, like the kind of like the programming thing where you can do if then stuff like that. So yeah. you, you do they showed their examples. I mean, this is Nintendo. They're really good at their marketing. They're really good at making things look very enjoyable and entertaining and going well. I'm sure there will be some people out there who can achieve that level of it. I think maybe for its intended audience, it's just like the uh, sorry part of its intended audience, uh, kids. It's just gonna be parents are gonna give it to them. It'll be like a nice toy to them for a little bit. And then they're going to forget about it in a week or two. And it, you just hear these stories of like, remember that Labo thing? It's like just kind of like broken or the cardboard broke and they just put it in like a corner over there and stuff like that. I have like I have concerns about that. They're just going to be for kids will be a fad for like for creative adults, even creative kids. Not like some, I don't want to put an umbrella on all the kids there. So I think they'll find some good uses for it, but I just see it as a. The so- it's gonna be made or bre- it'll be make or break on its the software the, the those little like app things that come with it, and I mean Nintendo has done well before, but I can. You told me this would be brief. I'm, not- <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I'd like Damiani. I can't hear people talk bad about Labo. Do you know what I mean? It's an educational toy. Like, are you gonna like come out on Leapfrog and like make fun of Leapfrog I just, right now? I, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I'm not intense not to make fun of anyone like this. Yeah, I'm just saying it's it's not for me. And I think I'll be honest. I think after a month, no one's gonna care about it. Okay. Like Nintendo will probably put out more like versions of it, and they'll successfully sell less and less and less, and they'll try and make it sound like a big deal. But people are gonna stop caring about it. One thing I think is that Nintendo won't ever use its other IP in Labo. I see that a lot. Just right. like, yeah, when they finally like make Luigi Labo, it's like, I don't think that'll ever happen. I think it's completely di- separate. And that's- Poltergeist would be pretty cool. Yeah, but like, don't. <laughs> and I think they know better than that. Um, that's it for April. That's Those are the three big games I could find. I couldn't find, like, obviously we always get corrections on like, you forgot this, you forgot this. But April, right. not a huge month. Well, those those three things are pretty big, but yeah, not a not a diverse month, I guess. May, however, we begin on May third with Total War Saga, Thrones of Britannia, 
and we're all huge Total War fans here. And so we're all frothing for this one. Uh, this is about Vikings. This takes place in uh, 878 AD. Um, uh, basically, I just I think that's kind of cool. Is is the time it takes place is uh, where Britain is fighting Vikings and like Ireland is like oh, we want our independence. And so it's just like that kind of thing. You can choose who you want to play as, including the Vikings, and uh, you can play out history that way. I feel like Total War in recent years has become become one of like my biggest sins where I'll go to a preview event and I'll play it. It'll seem really cool. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, I can't wait to get to this. And then something happens where it just falls through the cracks and I hate it because I really love the idea of, of total war. And I like what I've played. Like I still want to get to total war Warhammer two. Um, and it's like kind of soul crushing being like, no, there's another one. And then yeah. they've got the, um, the the Chinese one coming as well. Yes, Three Kingdoms. Three I think Kingdoms. Yeah. Yes, uh, and that looks cool too. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's always hard. Uh, I get uh, criticized anytime I skip a Total War game. So it's there. We talked about it. <laughs> Moving on. May eighth, Pillars of Eternity two, Deadfire. That's my pop tart. Ooh, that's your pop tart. Why yeah. is that your pop tart? Um, simply never doubt Obsidian. I think. Okay. Uh, sure. I've been. I was really happy with Pillars of Eternity One. Uh, that was that was a game that took a lot of what was great about the the computer role playing games of the day, such as Icewind Dale and Baldur's Gate, and really reminded us why those things were so beloved. Uh, it had a really fascinating world with really rich lore, uh, really good writing. It really felt like your decisions mattered, but. What makes me excited about Pillars of Eternity 2 is I think there was enough goodwill generated from the first game that it'd be easy to go like, well, here's just more of that. And I guess in a very broad sense that's true, but I love this idea of being on a boat and visiting islands and having conflicts out at sea. Like, that is a cool thing. That is a mobile base that you have. Like, that seems like a pretty big, bold idea. Um, And just when they were showing off the game, last E3, they're like, hey, check out this fight, and it's this giant, like, when you think of isometric battles, you think of kind of like this overhead view of these relatively tiny characters fighting, but you had like this huge colossus-looking creature that you were fighting. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's exciting. Um, I think it'll just be a good time. I think it'll be a good RPG. Hmm. It's for sure a good RPG. Like yeah. you just said, don't doubt them. You know, it's just that kind of thing. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a lock. I think precedence is important. Yes. Uh, on May 22nd, uh, we will see the release of State of Decay 2 on the PC and Xbox One. By the way, uh, Pillars of Eternity 2 is PC only, and so is Total War Saga, Thrones of Britannia. Uh, yeah, that is, uh, by the way, State of Decay 2, yeah. That is, I think, worth no- noting that it is a free game with Game Pass. If you're buying that Game Pass, you get that game. Um well, it's included in Game Pass. Right. It's not, not a free. It's not free. <laughs> it's included within Game Pass. Yeah. There was actually a slight temptation to make this my Pop-Tart. Uh, Whoa. And I did not. Yeah. I want to um, hear why this would po- potentially be a Pop-Tart. Because I think State of Decay 2 is kind of one of those things that feels so inevitable that we're kind of sleeping on it. But I remember really being impressed by the first State of Decay. Like, yes, extremely rough around the edges. Um, but the fact... To me, was I liked the elements were, that were there. I liked the building of the base. I liked the interacting with people and the fact that you can do that co-op. I don't know. I, I think that is a talented developer that had a lot of good ideas in that first game. And I wouldn't be surprised if State of Decay 2 becomes a bigger deal than people are expecting. Hmm. I would be shocked. Would you? Yes. I think when when Fortnite is just dominating, I don't know. 
I mean, that's a zombie. It's, it has a zombie mode, basically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, where people are building and working together. I just like, I can't, I can't see State of Decay 2 rocking the charts. Am I alone here, panel? I just, I, when you compare it to something like Fortnite, like, yes, obviously extremely popular, but I just think the tone and the style of game is so much different. It's, yeah, yeah, it has sure. its tone, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if that's the tone when you're actually playing it. You know, uh, the, the the trailers can be serious, but then when you're three buddies trying to fight zombies... But, not- isn't that, but isn't that the beauty of it, though? Like, I, I think there are a lot of people that want... A game with serious trappings where they can just kind of go and goof around and have fun in. I get what you mean. That it's it's almost more fun to be these goof goofsters in a zombie sure, movie than exactly. it is to be in a kid's movie. Exactly. I get what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of makes sense to me. I get you, Ben. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the audience is for this. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, I kind of feel you there. But at the same time, I've definitely seen, like, yeah. That fervent fan base that is, yeah, really looking forward to this game. Okay, but yeah, but I, I I'm kind of there where like, like even though I've not been in a Total War series, I totally understand where that's at. Oh, even though I've not been into Pillars of Eternity one, I understand what Pillars of Eternity two. But State of Decay is like one of those things that's nebulous, and then like, why? What exactly is about it that people are looking forward to? And but I I I see it. I see the excitement out there. Yeah, this, it's basically survival's the yeah. the fun part of this, right? Like we have limited resources. We have to work together to not die from zombies. Right. Uh, yeah. So my memory of of State of Decay one, and there's actually a stream that Brandon and I did playing it together, because uh, he wasn't feeling it either. I wish he was here to talk about that. Yeah. But yeah, it is, it is surviving, but it's not, it's like sort of this, this cross between like what you would expect from like a PC survival game with like a little bit more character and story thrown into it, where it's not just about the systems. Like you are interacting with people with their own motivations and goals and you kind of are learning what they're all about. Uh, but it also has all of that where you are, you are crafting, you are trying to survive, you are trying to, uh, make the best use of resources. Um, in kind of this open environment. And I think it's really easy to just kind of groan and roll your eyes and go like, oh, another zombie game, oh, another survival game. But they're still making those that are doing really, really well. Yeah. Like, for as much as people complain about this concept, people are obviously still into it. Walking Dead still does really well. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Ben, you made a case. Uh, on Also on the 22nd, Runner 3 is coming out on PC and Switch. That's... Uh, bit trip right yeah yeah this one's just called runner three um which yeah, i think, I think the is second probably one was a... just called runner two oh, okay cool that makes sense yeah neither one of those things makes sense to me like that's a pretty easy easily identifiable brand whether it was a good name oh, to begin Brit, with or like not bit trip runner three would be a better title it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was weird is i think it gives it the false uh misconception that it would be like oh this is um uh this is going to be a, a runner an endless runner Mm-hmm. That's what we use that word for in video games. You know what I mean. So the game's called Runner Three, but yeah, um, heavy stylistically interesting game. Branching paths in this one, NPCs in this one. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. I guess you like pick up little quests from them. You do things for the NPCs. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. Just trying to imagine going from one to that. It seems like a huge change. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, I didn't play 
or follow two. two. Right. So two, I'm not sure what they a, introduced like that. Two got nuts as well, just stylistically. Okay. Yeah, and it was a sharp change in terms of how it looked, which I did not like as much. Right. Yeah, it seems like the one thing I wouldn't want to change is like the the aesthetic of that right. game. It was so good. Sure, did they, did they mess the music fight. a lot? What? There's a boss fight in Runner Three. There's a boss that fight you've played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember playing that what? boss fight. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Really weird. Yeah. Wow. Was that, it good? That's a memory that just yeah. hit me. It was hard. That game's just oh, it's so hard. <laughs> I feel like that's a game that it seems hard at first, but the the, the more you play it, I mean, I'm talking about one here. I don't know about yeah. two or three, mm-hmm. but the way it uses the sound cues, like you just start to pick up on that so well. It like trains you so well with that. Yeah. That I feel like you hit this point in each level or e- like each series of levels where you just pick up the rhythm. And you don't, it's not necessarily that you're going on visual cues, it's the audio cues as well. Like the game does, the first game does a fantastic job with its audio cues to help you out. There'll be parts that visually look insane, but if you just like listen to those beats, it's like that, 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 that. And like you just feel so good when you do that. You feel like such like a a pro player. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool game. Uh, Detroit is coming out on May 25th. Detroit Become Human, that is. Uh, That is of course uh quantic dreams next game uh yeah that is that's pretty soon for yeah. detroit and that is my toaster strudel that's also my toaster strudel oh. Ooh, double Ooh, this is some tasty <laughs> strudels. Strudel. yeah I sponsored by i didn't see that coming because ben even said prior yeah. prior to this man we're all gonna have the same toaster strudel I would i'm not surprised that wow yeah okay. i'm not surprised <laughs> why is this a toaster strudel it's funny because this is a game that I've spoken positively about based on my yep. experience playing it, mm-hmm. but when you extend that, right, I think Quantic Dream games, and I said precedence is important, pretty much every Quantic Dream game that I've played, Heavy Rain, Beyond, especially Indigo Prophecy, there are parts that I like, there are moments that I really like, there are ideas that I really like, but when I look back at like the whole game, I think boy, this part really jumped the shark, or this didn't make a lot of sense, or why did this character do that, or man, that ending was anticlimactic. Like, I always have kind of this bad aftertaste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And you think so, it's coming? Yeah. yeah. And so when I think about the preview for, for Detroit, there were things that I really, really liked, but when you slot that into an entire story, especially now that you have multiple characters all with their own motivations and those motivations may conflict. How do they align? Like, that's my big question is, is this going to come together into a really good overall story? I don't know. What if, I'm doubtful. What if like in the, like the last third, Willem Dafoe shows up as an alien, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just like, and the thing is, you're joking. You gotta deal with this now. It's like, <laughs> you're joking. But if you look at the story of Quantic Dream Games, yeah, yeah. that's not that outlandish. Right. Uh, Blood, why is it your toaster strudel? Um, I, I think the thing is, is like this is a game where like I look at it and, and I look at the potential of it and I look at like all of those branching paths and like, yeah, this is it. This is awesome. There's all this space to work with. But then at the same time, it's like this space is all of these different places that it can go wrong, <laughs> that it can just totally go off the rails. And, and one, of the, one of the reasons that I have some doubts still is because of my experience of playing this game before E3, where all right, I feel like like I'm I'm everything's going all right, like I, I I've got this, I'm kind of following this, I'm on the edge, but like okay, I I think I'm doing well, and then there's almost like what I felt like was kind of like a, uh, gotcha, 
You know, and it, and they're like, oh, the whole thing's over. Like I was doing well, but what was the gotcha? What was the gotcha? What happened? I I don't remember exactly what it was now. But like something like, but it he, was like I just made a choice where like yeah. all of a sudden like the whole thing was just blown. I and hate it, that. I hate that when that happens too. And it's like I gotta like reconstruct. Well, but you can't even do that in, in right. Quantum you just games. move like, on. You just move on. It's yep. like okay, you know. So I was just like, do I want to repeat the whole game and all those steps to get the perfect playthrough that I want or whatever? You know, it's kind of this. I there's a weirdness blood. to that. Yeah, I never because it always does seem like there's a good ending. You mm-hmm. know, it's like here's you know you have all these options in the world, and it's like but there's a good one. You know that that <laughs> kind of stuff does bother me. It's like you're making the wrong choices as opposed to you're making your own choices. I get that. What Damiani? Oh yeah, for sure. No, no, oh. like I want to echo that. Like that, that I don't. I'm not as down on Detroit, maybe, uh, or I don't have as uh, strong of concerns. Mm-hmm. But my like my biggest concern with this game is just the amount of choice that's been shown off in every preview event. Like at least for me, I feel like a pressure to like that there is an even though there's not supposed to be that there's an intended way. Like there's like best outcomes. I feel this all the time with Telltale's games too. Like when I get an outcome, like my mind says like that probably shouldn't have happened. Like this need to go back. I feel like these games are best when you just go with it. Like that, mm-hmm. yeah. Things are just gonna happen. Like it's meant to emulate that kind of feeling of like that spontaneousness that you can't always just guess right. Like just just go with it. This is the nature of the game. And my my concern here is that there's just so many of those points. Yeah. You have to make those choices. Yeah. It's just gonna go like such weird directions that I'm just gonna be like. Okay, it, like I'm just overwhelmed here. They they they, they, may, they might have done a better job. I haven't played it yet, but like that's my fear going into this game. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think that's one of the difficulties in these kinds of games is because I'm sorry, what? Do y'all hear that? Sounds like it's podcast halftime. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of April. Simon Anderson, Bites and Brews. A controller in one hand and a cold one in the other, Tony and Rob are buzzed and ready to bring you snob-free craft beer reviews while stumbling their way through the latest releases the gaming industry has to offer. You can check out their slightly incoherent content live on Twitch or at your leisure on YouTube. They're social drinkers, so don't hesitate to reach out through Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. Just search for B-Y-T-E-S-N-B-R-E-W-S. And remember, it's B-Y-O-B. Cheers. Hogue Law, business law firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Rick Hogue started Hogue Law to bring more than a decade of experience to companies like yours, and is proud to support the Allies. Check him out at hoeglaw.com. Mango. iKeyless. Since 2002, iKeyless has specialized in replacement automotive keys and remotes. They can save you up to 75% off dealership prices. Visit their updated website at iKeyless.com and use promo code EZA at checkout for free shipping and an additional 17% off of your order. L. Fanis. Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure currently in development at Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, Jones. It is now time to talk about June 2018. Beginning on the 5th, we have three big games on the 5th. First is Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle coming nice. to PC, PlayStation 4, and Switch, a.k.a. My Toaster Strudel. 
Whoa! Wow. Yes. Oh, okay, Kyle. Yeah. What? Okay, why? Kyle. Yeah. Why? This why is a so cruel? V, this is a two v two tag team fighting game from uh-huh. Arc System Works. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds good, right? Using recycled characters from Persona 4 Arena, Blaze Blue, and Undernight Inbirth, and also four Ruby characters. There will be 20 characters in this game when it launches, and then there will be 20 DLC characters post-launch. The first two you get for free. Those are the two Ruby characters. You get those other two Ruby characters for free. Then, the other 18 characters will be paid DLC as this game continues. There was a promise that... The total cost of those 18 characters will not exceed $50, but I just have no love for this game. Not an ounce of it. I think the thing that's really hard for me is, I like, I'm excited about the Blaze Blue characters, I'm excited about the Persona 4 characters, because those are the characters that I know. Yeah. I have no knowledge of Ruby, Undernight, Undernight yeah. at all. Yeah. And, and so... When you're asking me to pay for a bunch of characters that I may not know, that I don't know, just the whole thing. It's it's a it's a weird mashup for me personally. Mm. I think when you have a mashup, you want to be excited about most of what's in there. Yes, not just some of what's in there. It doesn't it doesn't feel like an epic matchup that had to happen. It felt like these are the deal. These are the the IP okay. we own. Right, and, yeah. I, and I think really the important hard. thing yeah. to say is one, Arc System Works fighters are obviously very fun. Yes, like they, they, again, precedence matters. But also, that's just my own personal perspective. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that know all of those characters and are excited. But just for me, it's like, uh, not not quite jumping up and down. Yeah, sorry, Kyle. I, I didn't know that's the angle you were going to take when I reacted at first. Sure. I thought I was ready to hear a salting rant about how that was getting... The combo into, system how or something? That and then how <laughs> it's getting into Evo over Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite and stuff like that. Since I thought you were a Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite You're right, Capcom I guess Infinite, I'm a little like, burnt proponent. by that. You're right, I am. Mm. But... This is getting into this is getting into Marvel instead of regular old Blaze Blue. Yeah. Or sorry, into Evo. This this and Guilty Gear, Blaze Blue and Guilty Gear are getting in. I thought. Oh, so and Blaze Dragon Blue Ball Fighters. and Dragon Ball Fighters, so three Arc System Works games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, if I I'm mean, remembering correctly. Give it up for Fighters. So no, like they Guilty do a good Gear, job. I get that. But I, so, I do okay. get your point though. Yeah. Like it's also strange that one, it's not like a season passing unless um, that is the case. Like you, they've like, not announced like the other fighting passed. games okay. are seasons. Yeah. So I, I know this is regurgitating some stuff, but still. That seems to be the, the the path everyone's gone. Yeah, I don't know if any fighting game ever has said we got twenty yeah, DLC characters coming. That's so many. And I'm very curious. I know this isn't related to the quality of the game, but yeah. I'm kind of curious how uh, the, the the fighting game community is going to deal with this in terms of the competitive tournaments. Like Evo, are those characters going to be allowed or not? Yes, like, they have to. That's be. a large amount. Like yes. eighteen. Like when you said that number, I was like, wait a second, what? That's yeah. in this like a, a wow. Who does that? It's like kind of unheard of. Yeah. Like even if it was like huge, the most popular characters from like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, that's still you'd see headlines about that like eighteen Mortal Kombat characters and, and are paid DLC only for Mortal Kombat Eleven or something. The thing that is so unexciting about it to me is Arc System works work. They work really hard on their characters, yes. right? Oh yeah. But it also makes it really hard to create new ones. And so I don't think there's going to be any other besides Ruby original characters put into this game. It's just going to be like, well, we got that other character from Persona you like, we got that other character from Blaze Blue that you like, and now they're in this one with the same move sets, with the same looks and everything like that. I gotcha. Well, so I also it, feel like. One of the reasons, I mean, there are definitely going to be, like, people that are Arc System Works fans that, like, dive all in on this. But I think one of the reasons that you do a mashup is to kind of, like, cross over those fan bases, right? Yeah. Like, there is a Blaze Blue fan base. There is a Persona 4 Arena uh, fan base. 
but when you like have that many characters as DLC, it kind of defeats the purpose of doing a mashup. Right. Because it's like, oh, they're just going to buy the Persona yeah. characters and they're going to ignore the rest of those. Like, sure. Why buy this weird character that you've never heard of before? Yeah. Unless it's new. It's exciting and new. If it's the Ninja Turtles, that's so fun. That's so exciting. But yeah, I don't know. Okay, uh, also on the 5th, Onrush is coming to PS4 and Xbox One. Yup. That is from Codemasters, uh, who is... uh, uh, Codemasters is a lot of people, but when Evolution was shut down, that's a Sony studio that made Drive Club and... Motorstorm. Motorstorm, thank you, Blood. Uh, Codemasters hired a bunch of them up, hired them onto the team, including the director of Drive Club. Yeah, they basically, like hired the studio and so the studio is yeah up and running as a codemaster studio now yeah and it's yeah that's my pop tart yes um, nice. that's uh yeah because because again it's like motorstorm was was really great and uh then drive club was also really really well done and it's like they had challenges because of an ambitious online plan that kind of botched the launch and kind of botched the momentum uh, but they made up for it in a big way and weren't really rewarded for that by being shut down by Sony. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and so for them to go back to a more MotorStorm-style game, which we don't have a lot of right now. No. Like, yeah, I'm really excited to see what they will pull off there with yeah. the, the backing of Codemasters. Worth watching a trailer. You see trucks and cars and dirt bikes all racing with each other. You see cr- tricks and ramps and shortcuts. It's all I need from a racing game. This is not something I'd heard of before, but count me interested. This sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. This is a good yeah. blood Pop-Tart. I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good blood Pop-Tart. I didn't say uh, only on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, uh, but yeah, cool. Uh, the next game, last game on the 5th that I'm pretty interested in, Vampire. PC, mm-hmm. PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Uh, developers don't nod. I gotta say, I know this game exists, and I know, like, pretty much nothing about it and i don't really know why so blood me too and so this game is my pop tart uh because i was reading the wikipedia entry okay because i the same thing i'm like what is this about and it's almost like an end for that reason submission it's like oh this is simply a good idea for a game so you're a doctor uh you're a doctor who turns into a vampire and then you you have this conflict because of your Hippocratic Oath. And you're like, well, do I kill people? <laughs> and so... Well, do I kill people? <laughs> and so... Uh, there's lots of cool, like, vampire things. Like, you need blood, uh, but you don't have to kill people, apparently. Uh, but uh, you can't enter buildings without getting invited in. Because that's like nice. a, a vampire. It's a vampire. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Uh, but also, so you pick your targets of people that you do want to like consume their blood for and basically like you have to like observe them and then change their habits so that you can like lure them into position where you this doctor Mm. can murder them and suck their blood and if you do suck blood that's how you get experience that's how you get new power-ups and things if you don't if you're like no i won't do it you stay weak the whole game and there are boss fights there are like other vampires who want to fight you and stuff and you're just this little weakling because you refuse to take the blood of innocence man yeah I feel like if I knew this about this game, like what a great pop tart! Like conceptually, this <laughs> conceptual is pop absolutely tart. the best idea. On Still this have list. not watched the trailer, but I love that Wikipedia <laughs> entry. <laughs> <laughs> is there a big substantial trailer? For yeah, it? yeah. There's okay. a lot out there for okay. it. Okay, yeah, yeah. 
I feel like this is one of those You're games that probably me. has a ton of dev diaries in it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to, that's what I mean. It's weird. It's like, why haven't I actually like looked at this game? Yeah. Is it is it a weird mental block? No, 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 no. Okay, very serious. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, I, I just didn't, I wouldn't think it would Yeah, be. that's just, that's no. just myself. Because I, I can guess. see it work yeah. either way. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah life yeah. is strange, isn't it? Comedic game by <laughs> it's got parts, but right. But I bet being this evil doctor hunting normal people is so fun. Mm. Yeah, just like. Why don't you head down this alleyway tonight? You know, just, oh, man. Why don't you invite me in? Oh, man. Give it up for Don't Nod. Give I mean, it up. Look, at, look at that yeah. history. Remember me? Yeah. Life is strange. Yes. Vampire? Yeah. They're uh, just cool people making weird games. I didn't mention <laughs> I didn't mention genre. They call it an action RPG. So that's, I guess, put your mind mm. in that frame. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> on the 12th, Jurassic World Evolution comes to yes. PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. And that is the uh, the park building game. Yeah, yeah. That's the Jurassic Park building game. With Jeff Goldblum. Doing extensive his... voice work yes. in it, yes. Holy crap. Yeah. That... And doing PR for the game. Oh, yeah. Lots like, of PR as well. Like, yeah. They're, yeah, like, this is, like, serious. I thought, I was like, oh, they're just exploiting the Jurassic Park name. Mm-hmm. The more I've, like, seen it, I was like, they're, they're seriously trying to make a good game here. Yes, yeah. they are. That's I was cool like, and it. I cannot wait for that, like, that Dawn playthrough of this game mm-hmm. that we must stream. Will there be a Damiani playthrough of this game? I'll play with Dawn. Great. I'm assuming, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> Eurogamer did a video with Jeff Goldblum where he rates video game characters, oh, and hearing him talk about Sephiroth and his interpretation of Sephiroth is is good and worth seeking out. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. it's video yes. worth watching. Yeah, yeah. there's. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of game outlets were just like, "What do we do, with Jeff Goldblum?" Yeah, because another one was him doing the voice yes. of uh, uh, Skinner. Oh, yeah, Skinner. Principal Skinner. Yeah, there's like a whole a whole Simpson scene where he's the voice of Principal <laughs> Skinner. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and Superintendent Chalmers is like at his house and he's like, "Here's uh, steamed hams." Anyway, oh yeah, the steam hands. Yeah, 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 ridiculous. Yeah. Like, why would you? This is a professional interview, but Sorry. we're like, hey, yeah. we only get Goldblum once right. in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got to go for it. Yeah, yeah, the best one. Yeah. The, someone had to do the snake voice, and they did like the, really. Dun, 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 dun. He's like snake, snake. <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's so good. I wonder, like, if the PR team prepped them, like, hey, you can go nuts. He's agreed to anything. I wonder if they said that ahead of time. I just wonder if like the press gathered outside after after the the whole shindig, like. What did you do with your gold bloom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see on Twitter. You'll, you'll see. <laughs> we're going to get more likes. On June 15th, probably the biggest game we're talking about tonight, Lego The Incredibles. So uh, this is basically a new Lego game from you know TT Games, Warner Brothers, uh, based on Incredibles 1 and 2. And uh, yeah, imagine. Have they done a Pixar thing before like this they've done a lot of like marvel and all that yeah, but i can't remember harry potter Mar- you know what bloodworth that's fair this is significant in that term you're right there's no lego pixar film yeah you're right okay yeah hey it's unprecedented yeah and i think that you know while there is obviously some things that they can use from like the marvel abilities uh i think it's a really fun franchise to be able to put into lego like those all those different powers work Right in there. Bloody, you've torn down my cynicism. <laughs> you melted me, man. You're right. Why be critical of this? It's going to be fun to be the Incredibles. On June 22nd, Mario Tennis Aces. I 
almost made this me my pop too, tart, man. man. Me too. I, I thought I'd be did. selling out. I thought it'd be a sellout yeah. choice. I will sell out. <laughs> wait, <laughs> pop tart. Wait, wait a minute. Why is why is Mario Tennis Aces a sellout choice? I'm just going with That's Kyle's amazing. bit because I like to make it's Kyle happy. It's a sellout happy. choice. So what does that even mean? Actually, what? so it really isn't because yeah. no, it really isn't Redemption. because the last one was so the the the, the, the GameCube. Yes. Sorry, the, the, sorry, the so, Wii U. Yes, one. The, the Wii U one was so poorly received. I think people just. Some people just are like, okay, this series is either done, they're not coming back to it, or they need to come back in a big way. So when you see Mario Tennis on a headline of the Nintendo Direct, you're like, okay, what do you got for me? What are you yeah. going to win me over with? And they just like blew everyone away. Like They blew me away with the amount of stuff they are putting in this game. The amount of depth they're putting just into the basic like uh, tennis match system, like the shots. I remember you at first got like, oh, I've seen that before. The color stuff. Yeah. And they did like the aim shot, and then like the the stamina meter, where you can like either do like a like a special shot, but you still have a chance to parry it. So it's like mm-hmm. risk reward going. It's on. It's like a fighting game. It's a super meter. Basically. It's like yeah. intense with the yeah. like the amount of strategy you can do. That's all in one mode. It's like, oh, but if you like the traditional stuff, here's the simpler version. If you go online with that, oh, there's a story mode. Like, okay, a story mode. Then they show off like, okay, I'm on board with this. And the amount of time they spent on it in the the last Direct, like just going over everything in it, Mm -hmm. Nintendo, I think, realized the mistakes they made. And that this is still, could be a very big thing for them if they just treat it right. Well, I mean, it's a huge comeback. Here's the thing. It's a tennis game. Putting that much time on a tennis game Yeah. Should be really boring. Yes, and it wasn't. No, like yeah. every new thing they brought up, I'm like, this is freaking cool. That's true. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, hmm. Easy allies <laughs> going after that Mario Tennis Aces money. Sellouts. Sellouts. One last thing before we move on. I think it is super important when you have a thing like this to show a new character, and I think Chain Chomp is it. I think mm. they nailed it with that. A character that you haven't played as ever in a Mario game, and so I think that's a sell. That's like an easy sell. That was a good move. Uh, last game we're talking about, June 29th, The Crew 2. It's coming out on PC, mm. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and that is an open-world racing game. Yeah. Yeah. Fun to say. Good stuff. The Crew, the crew 2. The Crew 2. And and uh, another one that's fallen into Ubisoft's... Uh, recent strategy of let's actually give them time to finish the game. Yeah. Wasn't it, it going to come out last year? Uh, maybe. Or early but this year. It was early this early year. This yeah, year yeah, originally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. And they delayed it to make it good. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the first time we heard about this. Cause it's, it's, yeah, they certainly let them take their time on this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was Actually, it last it E3? I thought it was last E3. Yeah, I was I like, was I don't want to get it wrong, but I was like, year, yeah. yeah, it was definitely in, but yeah, they, and it seems like they definitely want to get this one like right. And, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that, like, despite, you know, my misgivings with the original crew uh, and the shortcomings, they clearly put a lot of time into that. Like, they recognize the amount of work that they put in to make that game originally and make that huge map and all of that. And, and they, they kind of reinvented that game over the years as it went on. And, like, I didn't get to jump back into it, but I kept seeing, like, all of these DLCs and, and everything that they were doing. How did they reinvent it? Um, like they just like had a whole like other like pack. There was like a whole different like mood to it rather than the crazy cop story. Great. It uh, was serious. Yeah. It was a very serious drama. The story it yeah. sucked. It sucked immediately. Uh, now this one, I'm still not sure I understand the thing that they were doing with like the folding world or whatever, but just oh, yeah. the, the right, like the races that I've done have been great. And so you've played way, yeah, yeah. And way better, uh, than the handling in the first game and uh 
just uh, that little toggle to like swap between like car, boat, or uh, plane just instantly like feels good. Feels good to just like do jump with a car and like okay, turn into a plane, keep going. You know, it's like yeah. The car turns into a plane. You can instantly swap into e- any vehicle. I did not know it that. It doesn't like turn into, it doesn't transform. It just kind of like, okay. Mid-race or just open world, you're just transforming? Uh, Probably depends on the race. Yeah. Most races are going to be one thing or another, but like when you're exploring, Man, yeah, that's you can cool. swap. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Cynicism gone. Yeah, you're, you're melting more cynicism <laughs> off of my face. Oh yeah, I was, I, all, think of a all, I was all over cynicism <laughs> with that game until I played it. Um, cool. So, yeah, so that is our Games of Spring rundown. Before Love and Respect, I want to touch on one more news story that happened this week that I thought was pretty interesting. Middle of Earth, Shadow of War is removing its microtransactions. Oh. Yes. Okay. Uh, you can no They've longer... they got all the money they need. Yeah. Uh, you can no longer use real-life money on gold, but also you can't use loot boxes to get uh, party members anymore. Right. Yes. No, no more orcs stuck in chests. Orc is the word I was looking for, yeah. And so they're just taking that out of the game. This is a case of just too little, too late. Yep. Like, Basically. We, we were saying this about like Battlefront 2 when they just announced their stuff. Like, yeah. They're too late, guys. And yeah. It's like, this is even later. I do like, kind of wonder like how much of this is based on, like, well, nobody's buying it, so just take it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's we a good... We can get a headline. We yeah, can this, get a boost on yeah, like 30% that's like the off sale. cynical right yeah. there. We, we drop below a certain line. Just announce this. Because it's a good guy move, right? Yeah. It's a good thing to do. It's the right thing yeah, to they do, got nothing right? to lose. If it's yeah. not selling anymore, it's done. Who cares? But <sighs> And and just, I, w- I was going to read the whole, like, their whole explanation. I won't because we're already way over it. But, like, they're not owning up to it. Basically, they're saying, like, hey, we just realized that this kind of messes up the lore. <laughs> we listened to yeah. our feedback. Uh, yeah. And we hear you loud and clear. I thought about this in the shower this morning. It's actually not right to have these in the game, so we're taking them out. Wait a minute. That is- they would never do that in the Lord of the Rings. Yes. <laughs> That's basically it, man. That's it's- basically that entire yes. franchise right Wait there. Wait a minute. Right Come on. Wait a we actually found out that Tolkien didn't do that. Was, uh, a fan fiction article. We just ran with it. It's time for Love and Respect. Love and respect. Okie dokie. Uh, let's play a game. I love the name of this game. Uh, the name of this game is probably why I picked it. Bout ye allies. Here's a game I like to call, That's Nartapart. <laughs> Many games have wrangled their way into a strange variety of platforms, some games being available officially on upward of a dozen different consoles. In this game, you will press your luck as Kyle reads out a list of platforms for which a certain title has been released. However, at some point, he will say a platform on which the game is not available. If you say, that's Nartapart, when he reads out this platform, you get a point. You can only say, that's Nartapart, once per round, and if nobody says it when Kyle reads out the incorrect platform, Kyle gets a point. Nobody ever gets three points. All right, most points wins. As always, love and respect. Alex McMillan from Northern Ireland, which is why it's called. That's Nartapart. It's Nartapart. I really like this. Yep. Okay, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Four. GameCube, Xbox, PlayStation Two, PlayStation One, Mac OS X. That's Nartapart. Game Boy Advance. 
tap wave zodiac that's not the part we was not released on Wii. no points for, oh. oh point for me yeah point point for for Sorry, so that? that's kind of weird. What is Tap Wave Zodiac? What is that? I I, yeah, what is I that? Thought, like, I thought it was a made up system or something. So I was like, well, I'm just going to get. Yeah. No, I, 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 I mean, uh, I figured if that was in there, it would probably was on there. Yeah, but pull the I feel like, I don't know, it's it's weird. There's no space to. I thought they were psyching us out. I got I to gotta play the a, PlayStation 1 version guess. of that. It's just kind of weird to jump in. I, re- I feel like I remember seeing it on PlayStation. That's crazy. Yeah. That is absolutely crazy. All right. Final Fantasy 3. Famicom. Uh, what? Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Oh, you mean which version? No. You mean the real Final Fantasy We're talking about the, Because we just said the, Famicom, the, we're talking about the real matter. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Nintendo DS. PSP. Uh, that's not a part. iOS. Windows Phone. <laughs> Listeners do not get to see Damiani's expression and you're missing out. Ouya. That's not a part. Wonderswan. That's not a part. That's not a part. It's not really on not Wonder Swan. And it is on Ouya. Yep. Yeah. How the heck? Okay. That's a point for Ben. <laughs> not on Wonder Swan. Didn't make it. All right. Doom. And we're talking on the original Doom. Oh, oh cup. Every platform in history. <sighs> Except it's not. But it's... Okay. All right. It's not on Switch. MS-DOS. Super Nintendo. PlayStation 1. iOS. PlayStation 3. Xbox. Xbox. That's not a part. Xbox 360. Hmm. Game Boy Advance. Sega 32X. Atari Jaguar. Sega Saturn. That's not a part. 3DO. I get a point. You both said that's not. Sega Saturn? It's on the Saturn. What? It's on 3DO. It's on Acorn Archimedes. No idea what that is. iPod Touch and GameCom is the thing it didn't make it onto. Gamecom? I would have bid on Gamecom. I would have bid yeah. on Gamecom. Yeah. What the heck is that? Because right. I think there was Duke Nukem on Gamecom. There was. That's where the confusion would come from. Yep. All right. Uh, mm. That's knocked apart. <laughs> what was it? All right. Resident Evil 4. Oh, no. Mm, okay. GameCube. Yes. <laughs> Not necessarily. Oh, come on. <laughs> PlayStation 2. Wii. Xbox One. Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, iOS, Samsung Android devices, Zebo. The hell? <laughs> PlayStation Vita. Uh, that's, that's not, not yeah, a part. That's not a part. All right, points for everybody. <laughs> didn't so, I didn't know what Zebo is. is. What, I don't know what Zebo is. How are there this many consoles? We gotta find a Zebo. The first one that came out on iOS and Samsung was a crappy version of the touch click yeah. fire is terrible gamecube like, yes like that's a port it's not like the exact same game though this is why i'm getting a little weird that's know. a part if it's on ios it's if it's called resident evil 4 and it's on it's ios that's a part we gotta we gotta it's be good exactly sports the same game. uh i wonder if zebo might be one of the chinese consoles zebo oh yeah is it i don't know hmm fifa football 2005 oh, no. 2005 no way there's no way Windows, PC, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, Xbox, Game Boy Advance, PlayStation Portable, Engage, Gizmondo. 
That's not the part. Game Boy Color. That's not a part. <laughs> Ooh, blood. Well that was way too far for Game Boy Color. On the Gizmondo. It's on the Gizmondo. FIFA 2005. If you do not know that one, Google Google Gizmondo. That's a fun Wikipedia entry. I, I know what a Gizmondo is, but... No, I'm talking to the audience. Oh, okay. Yeah. This it, is, it made it, man. This 2005. Is okay. The Walking Dead Season 1. So this is a Telltale game. Mm-hmm. Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, PlayStation Vita, Linux, Xbox One, Mac OS X, Ouya, Kindle Fire HDX, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, that's not a part. I was about to say it. Too you, slow, you gotta, Damiani. You got to be on that. Sorry. Holy cow. It, what, it was on... There's no way I would have known Although, the, it was on, on an Apple TV. It was TV. on iOS. Amazon and Kindle, but didn't make it to Apple TV. I yeah. think Apple but, TV has weird restriction stuff. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Good to know. Okami. Mm. GameCube. That's, That's not, not a part. part. Ben gets it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that one. The first That's one. That's not a part. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Okay. Got to stay on your toes, what that means. However, Wait, you, kn- you know this one's going to be a long Wait. list. What? A comedy GameCube? Yeah, yeah, didn't make it. That's right. It's not a part. PS2, Wii. Think about Japan. Maybe I'm just confused. No, no you're they're not. still not. No, you're not. <laughs> There's no way, dude. You're very confused. Okay. Yeah, Minecraft, we know this one's going to be long. Here we go. <clears throat> oh. oh. <laughs> It's going to be some weird thing. Windows. Mac OS X. Linux. Android. iOS. Xbox 360. Xbox One. PlayStation 3. PlayStation 4. PlayStation Vita. That's not a part. Nintendo Switch. New Nintendo 3DS. Wii U Apple TV Amazon Fire TV Windows Phone No (laughs) Raspberry Pi Apple Watch That's not a part That's not a part Oh my god Ben You won with that last one Minecraft is not on the Apple Watch. There was one in there that really threw me off. I know, but I almost called you on it. It was new it, Nintendo 3DS. Yeah, 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 you yeah made that it. was it. That's I, a, I made some noises. That's a part. Okay. Yeah, it was fun. Wow. Yeah, pretty nuts. Uh, so this, that means that Minecraft is exclusive to the new Nintendo 3DS. You cannot play it on the regular, regular 3DS? No, no okay. regular 3DS. That would have been an interesting one to throw us off, sure, actually. Yeah. Nintendo 3S. Not a part. Um... Okay, let's be. Let's end it on a positive note. Actually, uh, I like this one. Hey, allies, your discussion on living games got me thinking. It seems mostly that you see living games as something that developers used to irritate their games less frequency. Sorry, iterate your iterate their games less frequently. <laughs> There's a dash in the middle of it. Okay, uh, updating an existing game rather than developing from scratch. Unless it's something that could be useful to players, I was thinking, what games do you think could actually be better becoming a living game? Personally, I think that Pokemon could actually benefit from this. Thanks, allies. Ethan. So, 
Previously on the podcast, I've been trashing on living games. You know, I've been making fun of the entire concept. But why not think about ways that it could actually improve games and ways that it could actually be fun? I mean, <laughs> the prediction that never came true when uh, games first started getting DLC, uh, and that's basically every sports game ever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's wow. like, why do you not just buy a subscription to Madden and like pay thirty to forty dollars a year and just continually get the new season? Oh, they know better, don't they? <laughs> they know everybody's going to pay sixty and like FIFA too. Yeah, yeah, everybody's paying. I mean, it would help. It would definitely be cool. That would be a cool living game. But yeah, was I think it's kind of weird, blood. I think that I I wonder if correct me if I'm wrong, everybody. Once the season's over, you stop playing too. I wonder if like you play those games seasonally as well. I guess that's my question is what is the definition of a living game in this context? So we're talking about games that content is added continually, let's say multiple times a year for many years. Mm -hmm. I think Bethesda RPGs could potentially very much benefit from this. Ooh, I like that. What's your take on this? Well, the first is that Bethesda RPGs historically have problems up front. And I think with the, the expectation of a living game... There's, there's more of a sense of like, hey, this is acceptable and maybe you sell it for a lower price point. But also, you know, think about how big these worlds are. You, you could have something like intermittent quests that you're adding or you could change uh, certain aspects of the environment or where you encounter things uh, while you're kind of building up to big DLC releases. So maybe you're like, hey, we've got this big DLC coming. This will keep people interested along the lines until we get there. Cool. Damiani, you seem you seem like you I don't. I can't think of any. You can't think of one positive thing about a game living beyond the credits. No, I, I mean I can, but I don't know any games that already exist that I'd want to do that to. Honestly, like, well, I was thinking about like okay, well, like maybe like one of the older like Final Fantasy thirteen. Like they made two spinoffs and stuff. Why can that be like a game they updated for like several years and stuff? But, like fifty. I mean that's what they're doing. Like Final what Fantasy they did, basically 15. what they did with fifteen. Yeah. I was like, I don't. I don't know. I think they, they fifteen is such a. I don't mess. know. If there's enough they could have done to fix like thirteen, but like maybe they could have. Like they've they've done it before. Like they just need enough time. Like they did they did it with fifteen. It took over a year to do it, um, to get to the the spot. I think they probably should have hit in the first place. But I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of like a not to like fix something that already came out. Like something that could, I'm trying to think of a different answer where something like is already pretty good, but like it could benefit even more greatly from that. Yeah, that wasn't like. An RPG, though. Like, what about uh, God of War? God of War is coming out soon. Would God of War benefit from like, oh, hey, that path is open now. I can go that way. No. Not really? Like, I, I just don't think... So. Yeah. Yeah. Like, action games are... <laughs> yeah, action man. games are like the ones I don't think need that. Like, I was thinking like maybe Devil May Cry, like, balance patches or something. Like, is that really something you need to do? Balance patches does not count. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't count. So I'm like, what do you... Like, They're adding new weapons. So like, hey, we got a new weapon in Devil May Cry this week. Hey, it's Easter. Put That's... some bunny ears on Dante. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was thinking like, okay, seasonal events for certain games. Like, yeah. you start there. And I'm like, is that always? Uh, I don't. I like. I don't. Yeah, I'm having trouble. Like, I don't want everything to go this way. So like, I'm right. struggling to like, you know, find positive in like older games and stuff. So, so I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I like the idea. Uh, the coolest thing in the world was when. Uh, uh, Portal had a little bonus ending yes. that was teasing yes. for Portal Two. I like it when a game like a, a little secret Kyle comes out. Yeah, what's up? Spelunky. Mm-hmm. Spelunky is an amazing game, and part of that amazingness is the secrets that you can find and and discovering what. Isn't new it randomly do. generated? Yeah, it is. That's what I'm saying. I think with that template, 
you could just keep adding little stuff like that. Yes. Just keep changing the rules. Mm-hmm. That'd be perfect. I mean, there are other examples you could you could throw to as well. Yeah, like but that's a specific by, one yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like. I was booting up uh, Splunky on the Xbox One and just how much I loved it. And you could see, like, I, I can't see how that game would be worse by continual updates. Yeah. Even semi-regularly, yeah. Uh, Fortnite just had this, like, weird, like, messages appear and, like, uh, suddenly there's a bunch of telescopes that all point in one direction. That's really fun. Well, they're going through the thing right now in yeah. Fortnite where it's like, why are my... Why is my controller vibrating? What's with this comment? It's getting bigger. Yeah. That stuff is super yeah. fun. That's so fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's why, like, I'm a little, like back and forth on like Ben's suggestion of like Bethesda games because like for me at least like part of my way of consuming those is like I like exploring the world and I you know kind of like once I've like been through an area then pretty much I'm I'm done with it I'm moving on to the next area and so like I don't necessarily like want to like be pulled back to a lot of old areas but at the same time like if you're doing it like that like where you actually it's not just like some pop-up window says new stuff over here but if you actually see like characters in that game like start moving across and like building another town or something like that and then like eventually after three weeks then there's this whole new quest line that spawns out of that then like yeah i think that thing could kind of be cool yeah and skyrim is a game that like people just keep playing for whatever reason you know well a big part of the reason they keep playing it and a thing that's worth bringing up is is because the mod scene for those games yeah. are, are, are so huge and so in a way that they're already sort of that um just not in the traditional sense that we think of but i'm just thinking of things that are like more organic than the traditional like big chunk of an expansion yeah and also Although more organic than like randomly generated quests, like an infinite number of quests. That's so joyless to me, you know. Mm. So like, yeah. I think I think Bensing is a really good uh, solution to that. But but think about something like Skyrim, right? Where we were talking about this this joy of finding secrets and the developers being able to get in there and and like somebody sees something in this new Bethesda RPG that are like, hey, what is this? And you have kind of that fervor of people trying to figure it out. I think that's fun. That's not just another quest. Mm-hmm. That's a new thing that can exist with this format. Yes, Damiani finally found one. Uh, uh, do Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, not online. They did this with your what you just said. Just drag my mind. They did it with Grand Theft Auto Five with the Bigfoot stuff. They updated, they hid it in there, yes. the clues, mm-hmm. and every time someone figured it out, the next update, they would reward them with another clue embedded there. When they didn't, they threw in something like in the code. A th- better th- hint? Th- th- they threw in a hint that like tried to direct them to, like, hey, maybe you should be going over here and figuring this out because they would stumble. That type of thing is kind of cool. Buried gold, my friend. So, Sea yeah. of Thieves. Yes. Thieves could be one that they could possibly do something with that. Sea of Thieves that. is a living they game. Just, you know, that's like what it is. But, like, they could use more of that, like, with the, yes. the Pirate King thing that they just, people yep. are finally undoing. Like, that's more of that stuff that game could definitely use. But, like, Red Dead specifically, I know yeah. it probably have the Red Dead Online and all that. Mm-hmm. But the main game, they could totally have that kind of, like, breadcrumb trail for, like, over a year or something. Just leaning players off. And the, the payoff just has to be wor- worth yeah. it. But... They've I mean, proven they can do that. Uh, I mean, th- what's weird is they're even doing this with Super Mario Odyssey. Mm-hmm. It's right. like there's a little Luigi that was not here when the game launched. Uh, what was it? It's like a little 2D sprite Luigi that gives you a bunch of coins. You know, like if you use this map, you can find it. That's nuts. Yeah, I mean, the the balloon update is basically that yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, like Mario Odyssey is but, almost a living game. But that is a creative way of doing it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think it really works. Like, I, I don't think that's something that I would have wanted to have there when I first played it. I know people that buy the game now will have it, but 
it is kind of cool to like have that incentive to can go back into levels. Right. It came oh, at yeah. the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine Damiani. Imagine like. Imagine if suddenly, like not even announced, like somebody like finds Majora's mask just on the ground in Zelda. It's like, oh, it's here. Like, how cool would that be? You know, like yeah. like updating games can be really cool. I mean, that 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 line of updating, I I'm okay with. Yeah. And in Luigi's Balloon World type stuff like that, that's okay too. Yeah. I don't think they can do enough of that over time to like keep that like a quote unquote living game. Mm-hmm. It's going to come to an end sooner than like yes. more sooner than later. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking when we're talking about Mario, I'm like, okay, let's go back to Galaxy. Because Galaxy 2 is pretty similar to Galaxy 1. Like could have been an expansion. What if they had the technology then and the, the business structure to do, hey, here's Galaxy came out 2007. Every month after one of those worlds from Galaxy Two that ended up in Galaxy Two would have been released every month after that. So there's gonna be like, where's this one? Where's this path in the galaxy go? Oh, to this world. So yeah. just take all those and spread over like a year or two. Would that have been that would satisfied the living it would. requirement? It's hard to justify because like you should be paying for that. That's enough content yeah, that, at the point that's, where that's like a, you should be buying. Oh, that, with this know? living stuff, I also. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm back and forth about whether you pay for it or not, like, you know, like it's, an update or Right, it's, it's weird because, like, Destiny yeah. 2, people, they, they add, they're constantly adding to Destiny 2, but eventually you're going to have to buy a big chunk of a new expansion. I feel like the hardest part for me, Carl, is just at some point I come to, I just want them to go to the next game. Yes. Like, I want, mm-hmm. like, the cutoff point. I'm concerned that they will, some companies will drag this on too long mm-hmm. and thinking it's a way to just extend a game's life and it just burns people out. And they should have just like moved on to the next game. But I mean, why Ubisoft is doing this now is they they burned people out by putting out too many games in Assassin's Creed. Case. Oh yeah, uh, right. and so they're like, hey, well, let's just make this one live for the two years instead of putting out one every year. And I think that they're finding a benefit to that for sure. Like, well, and they're also yeah. doing like seasons on like all their big competitive games right now. You know, like, yeah. Uh, Rainbow Six, Wildlands. Just uh, they just announced that year yeah. two. Cool. Uh, I did and, not know that. That's yeah. really interesting. And, uh, you know, For Honor, they're, you know, talking about the next season of stuff. So and it's Division like, obviously has a lot of legs. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that, yeah, but at the same time, they are talking Division 2. Yes. So it's like they, they can kind of live side by side. And I think it's oh, figuring it's so out how It's so fun because like Division 1 is actually promoting Division 2 now at this point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the things will carry over and you're finding like things that will like lead into it. That's such a fun thing to do. You're right. Damian is right. Eventually you have to cut it off and make a new game. But yeah, I think it's fun to let things kind of like sneak things in there and ethan's right i think pokemon would be a sick living game hmm. i think it'd be so fun better than what they did with ultra sun and ultra Moon. Yeah. yeah i'm still burnt out by it still burnt okay let's talk about bets next week's bet game informer informed us today on tuesday april 3rd that on wednesday april 4th we will get the release date for spider-man Looking real good. Game. Yeah, let's look. Oh. <laughs> oh. I was, I had my mind on Cup of Jones and then streaming, so I didn't get to watch it yet. Okay. Um, Bloodworth, what we're betting on is what that release date will be. Our listeners, no, we do not. It has not yet been announced, so we're placing a bet on what we think that release date will be. Damiani, what's it gonna be? I said September 4th, 2018. September 4th, 2018. Okay. This... Ouch. This is uh, this is intense optimism. Sure, August twenty first, two thousand eighteen. Oh. 
Okay. Those of you guys like something nice. I was not like happy here. That's not intense optimism in my book. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty optimistic. Go ahead, Bloodworth. Uh, I was saying the first week of November, November 6th. Oh, my goodness. How, how optimistic are July. you? Are you ready for this? Yeah. Calpic July. Are you ready for this? July. Oh, June. June wow, 17th. Wow, you went June. June 17th. Wow. I hope you're right. Well, it is I coming out June 17th. That's like. It's actually not. That date doesn't work, but I wanted to get like a between date. Let me lock those in. Oh, you wanted you wanted to hedge. <laughs> That's both not intense sides. optimism. Yeah, yeah. I, I, tried to, I tried to hedge a Sunday and a Tuesday. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Kyle. Um, I hope you're right. Yeah, it's happening. Don't worry about it, Ben. The, before the podcast, Ben was like, "Hey, how optimistic are you going to be?" And I warned you. I said, "Ben, I'm going to be very optimistic." Yeah, and it was like, "Oh, he picked August too." June, dude. I was close to picking a July date, but then I was like, "No, nah, September's calling to me." <laughs> I didn't I have a chance to like makes, look at their July. release schedule, but I just like I was having a hard time thinking about like what Sony actually has. Like, I was fall. so sure it was going to be a November game, and then like this Game Informer is like, "We got the we got the cover," and it's like, "Oh, it's going to be a new. It's going to come out Man. soon. It's happening soon." I am really invested to see tomorrow. Yeah, what that date is. And okay. by the way, they're releasing the PlayStation Five in the fall. <laughs> right. Yeah, you gotta get it out before that. They have to get it out before the Makes PlayStation sense. Five. Didn't think about that. Because of those yeah. advertisements the two years ago. HD remaster. Sorry. I'll, I'll have a PS5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remaster. The Spider-Man HD remaster will come out re- in September. 4K yeah. remaster. Everything. Oh my gosh, we are gonna get that, aren't we? Yeah. Everything's gonna be 4K, 4K remasters. Yeah, do you think they'll call them 4K versions or like I think remasters out? You can't call it a remaster because it's just like I already own Last of Us they remastered. Still, you know, they still can. Let's do a Blu-ray 4K edition. Yeah, 4K everything edition. will be called 4K edition. That's a good the next guess. collection. Oh, they're 4K coming. Edition. We won't never get away from them. Last week's bet, uh, I typed Fortnite into YouTube and I opened up an incognito window so it wouldn't be okay. swayed that was by what people were asking about yep. that. Yep. Uh, I'm going to click on the third video down. Oh, jeez. So live streams did not count. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many views will that video have? Jones bet 2.2 million. Oh, that's... Ian bet 3.2 million. Brad bet 3 million. I bet 590,000. The video I clicked on. Third one down. Legendary guns removed from Fortnite Battle Royale from the creator... Ali A. Yep, that's gonna have millions of views. Do you know this person? They make like a sh- ton of. <laughs> you can say Fortnite it. You can videos. say the S word. Yeah. Uh, the actual views is three million one hundred and seventy-six thousand and ninety-seven. Wow. Right between Ian and Brad, but Ian is closer with three point two. So Ian gets a point. That brings us to Red Grouse five. Not here. Uh, Gorgeous Gorilla <laughs> 6. <laughs> <laughs> Droopy Eagle 5. <laughs> that is fun. Uh, let's talk for a second about patreon.com slash easy allies because mm-hmm. if you are a patron of the easy allies who gives us $5 or more a month, you get this podcast two days early every week. Uh, and so that's pretty cool. Um, and if you give $1 a month, you can watch... Uh, Trailer Jones. You can watch Jones's uh, high school musicals from Cup of Jones this morning. So yeah, we should explain that. Uh, yeah, one dollar you get access to a, a Patreon exclusive show called Cup of Jones, in which Brandon Jones just talks to the audience, answers every question sent his way. No, not every question. Oh, 
Pardon me? A selection of questions. But he yeah. answers a single, a long, but it's, it's it is a like lot of, two It's about hours, two hours every week. Yeah, yeah. sometimes you'll be yeah. like, I got 13 pages of questions. I'm like, <laughs> and that's not even all the questions? That's not all of them. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. I will say you have a better chance of Jones answering one of those questions than you do 11 respect Much questions. Better chance. Yeah, your yeah, odds yeah. are really good getting on that. Uh, and then he has a little editorial. And so apparently, yeah, he just showed some stuff from his musicals. That's an exclusive. If you want to, hey, if you just want to watch it, one dollar, and then you can cancel your Patreon. No, like, come on. Man. Yeah, what you can you cancel. It? Stop. If you, Kyle, just one dollar, check it out, and then you can cancel. The business sense of easy allies. Because <laughs> here's what I know. Here's you what I've learned from business. Cancel. They're never brave enough to cancel. <laughs> Once you got them. Once you got them. Free trial. <laughs> no. Kyle boss. Uh, ben, you're in the Ian seat. Okay. You win the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle with the world. Okay. You get uh, the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, just popped in your mind just now. You get to promote any Easy Allies video you would like to promote, and you get to sign off with your trademark sign-off. I don't remember what my trademark sign-off is. It's changed. I think it's changed. Because wasn't it wasn't it one time like the just a name of an anime? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that I think it's that time anime. to move on from that. Yeah, let's pick a new thing, dude. Okay. It's 2018. It's 2018. Mm-hmm. It's 2018. Don't start with a sign-off, though. Okay. Okay. Twitter handle, at BenMoore035. If you'd like to see my cats, that's mostly what I'm mm-hmm. posting on Twitter nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, the video I'd like to promote, this is one that I've... This is honestly like a video I've wanted to do for more than a year. Uh, I did a Don't Skip on Rocket Knight Adventures. Yeah. And that game is wonderful, and it makes me very happy. And I've, I've woken up like the last two days having Rocket Knight Adventure music stuck in my head. And, and I think and- it's a fun video. I think Don did a very nice job. Uh, with and, the edit. and it is only on Sega Genesis. It's not. <laughs> it is only it on is Sega not a, Genesis. It is a new indie game. It is a Genesis game. Yep. Uh, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. The whole point of the show is to look at things that I think are overlooked, even if they're hard to get a hold of. And Rocket Knight Adventures falls into that category. Um, what, oh, anything I disagreed with. Um, I'm optimistic about State of Digit K2. And I think watching. So IGN did like, they had hands on with it, and I thought, I thought it looked pretty okay. Uh, I think there's reason to be optimistic about State of Decay 2. And for my sign-off... Sophie is our ruler. I am enjoying these microtransactions.